I V M. Hello everyone, welcome to Triangle of Fans. This is Monish. As always, I'm joined by Nishant, and we are approaching the start of the season. The training camps have begun. Some have already been shut down due to COVID. Some players have not turned up. Some have disappeared. Some have not turned up for practice. Some don't know where they are. The coach is not aware either. We'll talk all about that on today's episode. It's going to be fun. Uh, we are especially looking at James Harden, uh, in case you haven't guessed so far. But uh, that's what today's episode is going to be about. Hey Nishant, what's up? Where is James Harden? Hey, we all know where James Harden is. He's at some strip club in Vegas, and and this isn't like Lou Williams where his friend posted a picture. He himself posted the picture, so I don't think he's particularly hiding either. Yeah, but uh, it's very interesting because the coach himself says that he hasn't had any contact yeah. with his main franchise player, and he says he has no timeline on when he's going to return. Yeah, so it's at that kind of point crazy. he didn't log into his Instagram. He found out a little later. <laughs> Or probably the coach isn't on Instagram, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of strange. I mean, you're a big player. You've got to turn up. The season is starting in a few weeks. Uh, you don't have a team. You're saying you don't. You want to play for your current team. You don't. You've not been traded yet. What? What? What is happening there? I mean, where? Let's put it this way: Is James Harden going to stay at Houston? Very unlikely, right? Yeah, I'll I'll hit you with the pun. Are you ready? Uh huh. With the okay. with the league. you know preseason games and warm up games and all getting closer and closer mm-hmm. this is silas chance that the houston rockets have uh, to raise sorry man i just yeah yeah <laughs> moving on from that pun that that was miserable i apologize now uh like we we spoke about this yesterday right there, there's no way a player turns down a two year 100 million dollar contract biggest ever offered in the history of the game and still stays it's not going to happen right right now it can happen they mm-hmm. can hold him down to his contract and force him but as a franchise why would you do that it's just a toxic right. situation all around for your for your locker room for your franchise for your brand everything mm-hmm. so so why would you do that now then now the alter especially why would you do that when the alternative has some upside mm-hmm. so your current your status quo is you hold on to your superstar you force him to another contract but he's disgruntled you may or may not get the best out of him and even right. with the best out of him it's not like that was ever enough to win the chip by himself with mm-hmm. russell westbrook not enough john wall it's more of the same thing right so uh, the alternative has upside you mm-hmm. trade james harden who's look clearly desperate to leave i mean can he make it more obvious at this point trade him he's still a superstar in this league he's still a perennial mvp candidate you get a ton of assets in return you can depending on who you're trading to you can either get your next superstar to build around you can get a bunch of draft picks or both or enough players to fill out your squad and then a couple of draft picks right the opportunities are endless depending on who really wants to participate in this trade but when the upside is that high why not trade james harden he clearly doesn't want to stay um, we can debate till kingdom come whether it's irresponsible unprofessional etc 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 but they should go ahead and trade him the problem though is where or who can afford james harden and why would they take him right and that rules out almost like 25 26 franchises right away right because they they have a set roster they're ready for the season to begin and they're almost ready to go because james harden is not cheap he comes with a huge contract of course worth it uh, in a way but nobody's really ready to take him i think it finally boils down to two options right brooklyn nets 
who've been uh, well that is James Harden's intention his wish to go there and play with Kyrie and Kevin Durant makes sense but what can Brooklyn offer to Houston Rockets the second option uh, we'll come back to that a bit later is Philly but let's start off with Brooklyn Nets why would Houston Rockets accept an offer or why would uh, Rockets accept an offer from Brooklyn Nets because all they can offer in return is guys like Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis yeah, Levert, Jared yeah. Allen, yeah. good players but they're not going to win you anything. No. So why Neither would Rock- <laughs> <laughs> Why would Rockets accept something like that? Uh, no, they they I I don't see any reason why and they shouldn't. Like if I were the Rockets, if I were Fertitta, I don't even know who their GM is. That's how ill researched I am on Fertitta, the Rockets. Yeah. Really. Now is the owner but who's the GM yeah. I mean? Yeah, so uh, whoever, right? But why why would they accept that? Um and this is where you start missing Daryl Morey a mm-hmm. gm of that caliber which is why i think their their biggest flop this off season is not letting westbrook go is not this harden situation it's actually letting daryl morey go because he would have made sense of the situation like that right they let him go to philadelphia where he may just still lure james harden mm-hmm. i i don't think they should take brooklyn's offer unless that offer is kyrie irving and then some when you have james harden that's an a plus 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 player right outside of guaranteed chips that lebron brings this guy is the best player that you can get right now because yanis kind of melts in the playoffs harden mm-hmm. does too to an extent but he can still shoot you put a good team around him you have a chance so they should ask for kyrie plus plus mhm or flat out just say you know what to hell with it we're not trading james harden and they can do that and if they play hardball now would brooklyn nets really need to play along i don't think so because even with okay. harden that's a no brainer that's a chip but even without harden that's a pretty solid team red hot favorites to come out of the east as long as they have fitness on their side so are they desperate no would they be willing to make this move no they just put that team together they've not even had one game with all of their stars fit mm-hmm. so they're not going to do that which then leaves who really philly I mean, you can look at New York and all of this nonsense, and New York can give their whole squad in exchange for Harden. But why would Harden go there, right? right. Unless Houston do it out of spite, which they can, and that'll be a fun move. <laughs> but looks like Philly. Philly makes a lot of sense to me, actually. Yeah. So let's talk about Philly. <clears throat> What can Philly offer? Ben Simmons seems to be the most obvious choice, and that is something I think the Rockets should consider because Ben Simmons has a lot of upside. A world-class player can defend, can't take the three. That's okay. unlike James Harden but uh, still a pretty good player and that seems like a more viable choice right so yeah, no uh, mm-hmm. i was i was just going to say imagine if they still had uh, al hawford and they offered a package of al hawford and and tobias harris for james harden because the salary is match i think in fact i think um, you'd be a little overmatched with those yep. two contracts but uh, no um I like that trade a lot actually and mm-hmm. even if listen uh, right now James Harden is the only guy that's desperate to move a lot of teams would love to have him but it seems to be a situation where there's not really a team that can readily move someone for him right like how the clippers with with great alacrity moved for Paul George like that mm-hmm. like how the rockets moved for Westbrook last season right they knew they had a clear plan and they were they were they had assets they were willing to give up assets and they got it done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lakers with AD that was a move that was in the making for more than a year so the Lakers knew exactly who they were giving up to get AD and they got it done i don't right. think there exists such a scenario yet and and this is where i think this is such an ill planned off season 
for James Harden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It just reeks of ad hoc, no preparation. There's no real game plan. I just want out. And that's where I'm disappointed. You can say, why is he chilling in Vegas? He's on contract. This is unprofessional. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not counting someone's money. I'm not commenting on that. But, but this is where it just reeks of being ad hoc. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, Philadelphia, can they move Ben Simmons? Technically, they can. But they have to give up Ben Simmons plus something to match salaries. Right. And and but do they want to do that? Are they are they going to willing are they willing to give up a superstar like Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. who's beloved there? Uh, does Doc Rivers want to let go of Ben Simmons, bring in Harden, and then try a whole new system? Like he is new, Simmons is new. Uh, Harden would be new in the system, and then Embiid. And how does this whole thing work? Right. Because now Harden is going to eat up a lot of the ball. It's not going to go to Embiid as much as it used to with Simmons around. So do they really want to do that? They can. Do they want to is the question. For Houston, I think they should take it. It'll be Simmons plus plus. Mm-hmm. They should take it because they can absolutely build a team around Simmons for years to come. And this guy is a two-way monster. He's not just a, uh, an offensive beast. He's one of the best defenders in the game too. So I, I'm a big fan of Simmons. I think I've made it very clear on several occasions. Are Philadelphia desperate to make this happen if mm-hmm. Simmons is a non-negotiable part of the deal? Which is a better move? Uh, M- I mean, which is a better team? Embiid plus Harden or Embiid plus Simmons? I I, act, I genuinely think Embiid plus Simmons as is. Mm-hmm. If they load shooters around them, and they're doing a good job of that so far. Danny Green, let's hope he gets back some form. They have Seth Curry now there. They're doing a good job of stacking the house with, with shooters. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we know Simmons can pass. We know he can get the ball to them. Now, with, with Embiid and that whole pivot system, I think it works beautifully. Because the shooters give them the spacing they need. So then both Embiid, uh, Embiid's a stretch big. So Simmons can operate in the in the paint and they can kind of invert their system that way. So I love the flexibility it gives them on offense. Simmons is a beast of a defender. The deeper you go in the playoffs, the more invaluable that skill set becomes. He's a beast right. of a defender. Him and Harden, that's wow. That that double pivot sort of scenario is just fantastic. Uh, that you don't get that with with James Harden, him and Embiid. Sorry, you don't get that with with Harden and Embiid. You get, in fact, zero defense except mm-hmm. the occasional miracle play that Harden makes. I don't see that working out. And all of those shooters right now, the way the team is built right now, all of those shooters. What's the point if you're largely going to run your offense through Harden? Right, and those are the only two teams that I really think can go for Harden and should or might attempt to go for Harden. Right, but here's a wild card. How about the Golden State Warriors? I know there have been some rumors. Uh, apparently, Draymond Green and James Wiseman have been missing in uh, practice yesterday. And there were immediately talks on social media, on Twitter, yeah. everywhere that, well, Warriors are going for Harden in return for uh, Draymond Green and James Wiseman. I really don't think that's true. But uh, how does yeah. that idea fit into this whole uh, scenario of James Harden moving to the Bay Area? Yeah, I don't think this 2 plus 2 thing is working out for me either. It's most probably COVID related or some such that those mm-hmm. two were absent from the Warriors. Even if the Warriors were to trade those two, they're not the kind of organization to play, to play you know, silly childish games like this. Right? They're better than that. Why? I mean, walk this trade through for me, right? Who, mm-hmm. who really goes out of... Sorry. Who really goes out of Golden State to make this trade happen? Um, are they giving up Clay Thompson? Hell no. No. Are they are they giving up Steph Curry? Um, God no. No. Right? So he's signing a new extension by the way. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It was a rhetorical question. Of course, they're not giving up Steph Curry. But then who's left? 
who who are your tradable pieces wiggins okay but wiggins alone's not going to get it done right. not even to match salaries forget caliber right so then it's it's wiggins plus someone or mm-hmm. it's draymond and wiseman your prize possession in the draft mm-hmm. wiseman who many project is going to be a star in this league mm-hmm. so you give up your essentially your number 4 and your number 5 both potentially stretch bigs wiseman not so much draymond absolutely and draymond can pass too So right. you give up all of this and you give up so much on interior defense with those two gone. Your entire paint defense and protection is gone. Right. And you get one of the worst defensive superstars in the league in exchange. What Plus are you going to do? Steph Curry already in the team. Yeah, I mean, what is Harden going to do? Is he going to shoot threes better than Steph Curry? I don't know. Uh, can he outscore Steph Curry? Yes. But by eating up all of the balls, Steph Curry is a lot more efficient. Golden State's entire offense is predicated on efficiency. that's why their spacing works that's why draymond and their off the ball movement works that's where wiggins can kind of fit into that system and where wiseman would be a welcome addition like right. a supercharged up david west so i i don't see it what they would have to give up to bring in harden mm-hmm. just makes it such a depleted lopsided team that it makes zero sense and and to get in what a superstar yes in his early 30s last few years of his professional career unless you're winning the chip why why go for such a trade right so that doesn't look happening either so it's we have three options left harden to state rockets very yeah. unlikely it's a po- option harden to brooklyn nets very likely that's harden's wish but they have nothing to offer yep. that would please the rockets mm-hmm. harden to philly that now looks very likely or should i say most viable most i think works out well for both teams at the end Yeah, that's assuming they're willing to trade Simmons, though. Right. Because if they right. they think they're not okay with this deal, if it comes at the cost of Simmons, mm-hmm. I think that'll be fair on their part. I think the sad answer is there's no ready-made answer to Harden's desire. Mm-hmm. I think it's ill-timed, ill-thought-out. I don't think it's very well planned. And we're now in a game of who blinks first. Right. Is Brooklyn going to cave into the pressure? Looks unlikely. Is Houston going to cave in and finally accept Jared Allen, um, Dinwiddie, and Uh, and Caris Levert for Harden, maybe that'll be them blinking first. Is uh, is Philadelphia willing to trade Simmons? That'll be them blinking first. Right. Or is Harden just gonna blink a bunch of times and say, "Screw it, I can't play defense here either. Give me that damn contract. I'll sign and I'll <laughs> I'll play on." There, there's really no single straightforward answer here. There might be an outside chance of a multi-team trade to make this happen. That's about the only possibility that Harden can hope for. All right, so we'll keep our close, uh, we'll keep our eyes closely looking at that situation. It's going to unfold in the next couple of weeks, and hopefully before the season begins, it's going to be interesting. First of all, Harden needs to return from wherever he's partying yeah. to sign wherever he wants to go. Just a bad uh, situation. Yeah, uh, talking about bad situations, uh, LeBron James was on a podcast yesterday, and he spoke about how he was being hurt uh, by Kyrie Irving's comments about his uh, game closing abilities, if I can call it that. because earlier in the uh, earlier in the year actually during the playoffs uh, Kyrie yeah. Irving went on Kevin Durant's podcast right and said that finally he has a player who can whom he can trust to take the final shot that guy played with LeBron James for 3 years at the Cavs won a championship and he makes comments like this obviously it's got to sting LeBron and obviously it didn't make sense and uh, i didn't hear the podcast you heard, you did so yeah, what yeah. what did LeBron say what what do you, what do you think yeah i just came out today when you were sleeping in the us i uh... Um, look, the 
first of all i know the whole world straight went to what's lebron going to make of this mm-hmm. bigger question mm-hmm. why is no one talking about jr smith jr smith was on that team mm-hmm. uh, i i on behalf of jr smith i am offended i think jr smith is a great closer and i am offended that all of you all just jumped to the conclusion that this is a shot at lebron hey it could have been a shot at jr but you know pro- huh? jr probably didn't you know i probably didn't bother but uh, i agree that jr is a great closer he was quite entertaining and in <laughs> during the finals as yeah, well yeah, nobody rolls those off quite like he can look um lebron well essentially what lebron said was he he didn't want to jump to conclusions he didn't want to impulsively mm-hmm. react he mm-hmm. asked for a transcript of the whole thing he, he followed up got all of the details and then he realized you know, he seems to have realized kai really kai really did say that and it said it hurt and he said mm-hmm. i have wanted nothing but the best for him i have been nothing but a well wisher and a mentor to him when he was around and he said sometimes you put yourself out there and then you just get punched in the mouth and it doesn't leave a very very good feeling now this is now a battle of perception who knows mm-hmm. which side has what who knows what details are getting missed out i'm playing devil's advocate here but as a fan as a viewer all i care about is when are the lakers playing the nets after mm-hmm. this <laughs> that's all i care about because you know they're both going to come out wanting to put on the show and though they're not exactly going to be guarding each other that will be a battle that really worth watching but well, that's right. really uh, all there is to it was was it a shot from kai yeah, abs- of course it was a shot absolutely it was a shot and then in typical kairi fashion he makes it was when asked the next day if that's a shot at lebron He says, "Why are you always trying to pit black brothers against each other? You, you did that, you moron! What do you, what do you mean the media is pitting? <laughs> so, whatever, man, man, Kyrie is a circus. Amazing, absolutely. Circus. Circus. I wish he, I wish he could respond to LeBron, and then it'll become a matchup of two talking parties. LeBron's yeah, going to come up. He's on a media blackout. Exactly, and I think that, damn, why don't you just cancel the blackout <laughs> and just come out and talk? Because it's going to be fun, whatever he does, oh, right?" Man. The Lakers are supposed to host uh, Brooklyn only in Feb now, so it's it's a long wait until you oh, see shucks. LeBron Valentine's Day Kyrie and that whole rivalry or whatever you call it, the talking matchup goes against each other. It'd be so epic if it's Feb fourteenth. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, also looking at the list of NBA rules that they have published for this year, mm-hmm. and uh, this oh. part- particularly is about gathering in public places with. people more than 15 people yeah. a crowd of more than 15 people james harden has already violated by the way yeah. but uh, how do you think that's going to work out because 15 is quite a small number uh, there are like yeah. what, 300 people in the league 400 500 players in the league and plus the additional coaching staff and all the support staff so how do you manage such a thing what is the nba going to do to enforce this yeah is it something that is <clears> just <throat> there on paper but nobody is going to follow You had yep. the bubble, which was pretty strict, and you had people breaching those rules. You know, Lou Williams, Daniel yep. House Jr. got kicked yeah, yeah. out of the bubble. How are you going to enforce such a thing across the country? Because now teams are traveling and all uh, that. I, I I don't even remember now, but but one of the younger player was it Kelly Oubre, someone who went out to pick up a food delivery and violated someone from Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and had to quarantine for a week after that. Right. So right. look, and that was the bubble where largely by design you are restricted. Right. and the extra rules are quite minimal after that because just by design just on the basis of where you are um you you're kind of caved in they're doing now doing this now in the open world and, and listen in the bubble you had like you mentioned players flouting these rules 
and largely it's always the same thing they want to go out have a good time it's sex that's pretty much it <laughs> these are the only two <laughs> that's pretty much it so for dan laws junior it was the latter for lemon pepper lou as he's now called it was the former or both because he went to a gentleman's club as they call it which have been expressly banned by the way by mm-hmm. the league mm-hmm. i i don't get it because i think <clears throat> whenever you are an authority figure and you're trying to control people who also have some level of authority or independent standing it's always a trade off between how much power you want to wield and how much risk you want to expose yourself to of your power being questioned because the second it's questioned you lose all of it and you become irrelevant and that's really the point here they're saying no bars no pubs no strip clubs really mm-hmm. this is not a bubble players are going to travel city to city and you're telling them come from your hotel room go to the game go back to your hotel room go back home that's not going to happen 500 plus players that's not going to happen and and then you're saying no strip clubs that's the clipper season gone then i suppose that's not going to happen <laughs> and this is the people are not even in the bu- people were in the bubble and they were going to strip clubs people are now roaming free that's not going to happen it's simply not going to happen look at the number of covid cases they've already had Mm-hmm. people just can't stay put the superstars you should hear how some of them were talking about one week of quarantine in a hotel room and how they just they drove them nuts they're so used to having control on their life one week in a hotel room which for a lot of us would be yeah okay as long as i have youtube and, and tv give me a playstation and i'm good they couldn't take it so these restrictive rules and also that's just the the recreational part of it right that still doesn't stop players from bringing women to their hotel rooms which you know is going to happen across the length and breadth of the league is that not a covid threat if you're not banning that then isn't this a half-assed measure and then you're saying no public gatherings of more than 15 people so somebody's brother or sister gets married you can't attend unless it's an extremely private ceremony which is highly unlikely that private highly unlikely uh let's say lebron james his son brony has a basketball match high school basketball game He, he simply can't attend just the two teams and the coaching staff that's more than 15 people so he can't attend at at some point you're just exposing yourself to somebody or the other breaking the rules and then a bunch of people breaking the rules at which point what are you going to do ban everyone or not ban anyone and make your rules a joke i i just feel like this is a bit of a reach this mm-hmm. rule book it'll be intriguing to see how well it's uh, it's enforced yeah because the rules are pretty clear right like teams could be banned uh, teams could forfeit games team could lose draft picks and kind of strict the way it is written out there uh, very interesting to see if they'll actually implement it because it's going to be a pain to keep a track of who's floating the rules because there're going to be a good bunch of them yeah it's going to be a really challenging season they don't have the bubble protecting them anymore it's going to be super tough uh, my my expectation is early on you'll have a lot of this chaos and there'll be games missed there'll be bans there'll be suspensions my only hope is say 20 games into the season at least it settles mm-hmm. settles down and or or things just get better organically and we we need to see lesser and lesser restrictive rules because otherwise this this season's gone for a toss absolutely already uh, the warriors unit have shut up uh, or de- has been delayed the training camp yeah, has yeah. been delayed toronto uh, toronto which is now tampa Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have shut down their facility portland have shut down their facility for a few days as well so teams are going at it getting at it one yep. by one yeah, and yeah. it's going to be an 
it's going to be a nightmare uh, but i just hope that once the season begins like i said we expect some kind of normalcy some kind of uh, game and that we can watch and enjoy and it's going to be fun yeah, it'll be it'll be pretty funny if they I, i know they do covid tests but imagine if they just checked temperatures like they do in most places in the world and people mm-hmm. just pop a paracetamol tab before walking into training unfortunately it's not that they actually do tests so let's see let's say it'll be interesting yeah some teams have actually announced that uh, they will start Not off the season with no with no, no. fans oh, <laughs> like yeah. denver yeah. uh i think okc nuggets mm. uh, hornets all three of them have announced that they will start with no fans uh, golden state warriors actually tried to get a 50% attendance <laughs> but it was denied and in fact san francisco has gone into a shutdown now <laughs> wow. again so uh, that's not happening but some teams have actually uh, are going to allow fans memphis i think is allowing 20% fans limited yeah yeah Atlanta is going to allow friends and family to come over uh, and watch and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting. I think these rules will keep changing as we approach the start of the season. Teams will up, uh, change their stances as yeah. well. So we'll see how that goes. But it'll Sounds be good. good to have some kind of fans uh, return. Uh, I watched the Premier League last week and there were some, I think there were 2,000 fans in some stadiums and that sounded actually good. brought a different, yeah, it yeah. sounded good. It sounded very real, unlike the noises. So... It, it's going to be fun even if it's a small portion of the fans <laughs> that's mostly because united won the match otherwise it would have sounded really bad <laughs> maybe <laughs> um i all guess right. we're running out of time and that's all i have to talk for today we'll keep a close eye on james harden situation and which other team and facilities get shut down today when i talk. but until the next time see you soon all right just <laughs>